Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to the fifth ever episode of SEU Ohio Todd Talk. This episode is a very special one because I don't only have one guest, I don't have two guests. I've got three guests with me today. I've got Samantha Roberts, Kyle Sapp, and Nick Phillips, who's not a stranger to the show. He's been around. So we've got three guests today because a couple of weeks ago, Southeastern of Ohio and Osam came together and went on a missions trip to Mardi Gras down in, in Louisiana, down in New Orleans. And uh, God was doing some, some big things there uh, to our students and through them and making an impact for the kingdom, fulfilling the Great Commission. So um, today, I just want to hear all three of your stories and just completely unpack them. So Kyle, I know for you, this trip for you was probably a stretch at first. All right. It was because, you know, you would say that you're more introverted, right? Yes, so, definitely. So for you, it was it might have been harder to connect with people. At least that's what you thought. But let's hear this story. What you got, brother? Kyle, take us away. Tell us about your experience. Yeah, well, my experience, it was awesome. It was great. It really did stretch me. Our first night out on the streets because mm-hmm. it was us and about 150 other college students from around the nation. Oh, wow. And they partnered up us with guys and girls mm-hmm. just to protect each other and just make sure nothing terrible happened. But yeah, that first night we were on the streets, we were out there. My partner, she was extremely extroverted. Mm-hmm. So kind of balanced you out. Yes. It definitely <laughs> balanced us out. So we're out there, we're talking to people and I'm just having a hard time. And then about after the third or fourth conversation we had, it started getting easier and just progressively got easier as time went and then we actually went back out a second night and I that's when God really used me Mm. because I was starting conversations I was really truly connecting with people not just Mm -hmm. the hey how's it going like I I could actually connect and feel over people's hurts sure and all that stuff that then going on to the city itself when I on our way into New Orleans, I was looking at all the buildings and because Hurricane Katrina a few years ago sure. went through there and devastated that city. And a lot of that city is still in ruins. And it really hit me that because there's garbage and graffiti everywhere, that there is so much crap and just you could feel the sense of the devil there. Mm-hmm. It was such a stronghold that through all the evil, the garbage and graffiti and just how dirty and unclean it is. Um, people still love their city like wholeheartedly. Cause there's a lady we stopped at, I believe it was Walgreens and me and a couple others had stayed in the van and she asked if we were going to Mardi Gras and we said, yeah. And we explained about our missions trip and, and she said, just be careful always be watching your back and around because one of her neighbors had actually been shot in the shooting the week before oh, man. Mm-hmm. on Bourbon street, which is the party street mm-hmm. for Mardi Gras. But she said that with so much passion and love about her city. That was one of the huge things that struck home with me to seeing that through all the nastiness and chaos that they still love their city mm-hmm. as much as they do God, man, 
that is something special. I'm glad that you took that away, man. And I know from when you all came back, you were the talk of Mardi Gras, bro. Everyone mm-hmm. said if they were to pick an MVP on this trip, it was you. Apparently, you are a freak on the dance floor. That's what they say, and that you absolutely like you made a big impact on everyone you encountered, and, and God used you in, in such a big way. And uh, and I commend you for for being brave and being having the courage to go out there and do that. You know, that's tough to go do street evangelism. I mean, we always talk about fulfilling the Great Commission, and but actually like living it out, man, it's it's terrifying, but uh, so worth it. So worth it. So Kyle, thank you for, uh, for that story. So next on deck, we have Samantha Roberts, Samantha, man, tell us about your experience at Mardi Gras. How did God impact you and just unlock it all for us? So um, I would agree with Kyle for the, the first night on, on the streets, I was nervous and I think it was just a little bit more, um, difficult to really engage with people. And I still did. I still had um, really, really great conversations, but I guess it's just the nerves and not really knowing what to expect. But the second night um, was uh, way easier. And I I definitely felt like I also had a deeper connection when I talked to people. And um, I met this man right before we left. His name was Jack. And at first he like was really um, reluctant to want to talk to me. And eventually we got him to open up about um, his career. And he said that he was a mechanical engineer and that he was going to actually give all that up to um, go into law enforcement. Hmm. And we asked him why he chose to do that. And he was like, well, the crazy part is I feel like Jesus told me to do it. So there it is. It was a little relieving having um, him bring up Jesus before I had to mm-hmm. um, break down that barrier. Yeah. So he ended up telling us about how he started reading the Bible um, and just more than just reading it. He really started studying it and unpacking it and watching documentaries all because he wanted to disprove it. And he said that by the time that he was in Exodus, he realized that he was uh, he was losing. Oh my goodness! <laughs> Second book, and he's already done. There we go. So yeah, it was it was really cool getting to talk to him, and we prayed with him. Um, but then at the on Sunday night we had a service, and uh, this woman um, ended up praying over me, and she prophesied it over me. Um, and said some really some really cool things just like about my family and I had never even met the woman before Mm -hmm. so it was really cool to see God speak directly to me through her and um, she ended up praying for healing in my stomach I had um, really terrible stomach pain when I would you know eat certain foods if they were um, really greasy or high and um acid or whatever and so I uh I actually was able to receive healing and I haven't had any issues with my stomach ever since then praise God for that come on so that was that was the first time I've ever experienced anything like that and it was it was really cool that that is awesome I mean what a journey God God using you and uh I think that's amazing how the guys like oh man like I'm I'm already I'm already wrong I'm in the second book of, of the Bible in Exodus um I mean there's there's no 
uh, inaccuracies in the Bible. And I, I, he will not find any faults in that. So mm-hmm. um, the big thing is, like, I'm sure you guys are continue to pray for the people that you've impacted. You know, don't right. forget um, you know, of the seed that you planted in them, but pray for God to to pour water on that seed so it can grow. So absolutely, Sam, thank you for that, for that story. So Nick, last but not least, man, tell us about your trip in New Orleans, how it impacted you. Tell us all the stories you got, man. Yeah. Um, I guess what was really cool about the whole experience was realizing how present the Holy Spirit was. Um, I think we take it lightly when we think of like the Holy Spirit as the comforter, but realizing how comfortable I was to have conversations with people that on the outside, how the church would see them, they sure. would say they're far from God, whether they were gay, transgender, um, drunkards, whatever it was, it was weird because I was so comfortable just, I guess, witnessing and talking to these people. Um, and from my own personal experience, one of the coolest things was how I got to meet um, like four or three different Nicks. One was like a white Nick, a black Nick, a gay Nick, and a transgender Nick. But uh, the black Nick was actually gay. So I say four, I kind of like separated. But yeah, it was technically three. But um, what I realized was just being transparent and vulnerable and, and being intentional to have a conversation. Because I had over 50 conversations with people, but maybe about 10 of them were um, fruitful. Fruitful, yeah. They ended up becoming towards uh, talking about Jesus's mm-hmm. character. But what I realized was, man, like it, it ultimately it wasn't about <clears throat> just telling them about Jesus, but it was just loving them where they were. And I realized, man, like if if Jesus had the perspective of, oh, you're too far or you're too bad for me to love you, he would have never loved me. Mm-hmm. And I know there's a lot of people who have stories out there that they want the world to know. And if it weren't for a grace-filled God to meet them, then they wouldn't have their story. And so who am I to not want to talk to somebody because they look differently than me mm-hmm. or um, they're not walking the same walk as me or even believe what I believe. So I just persistently chose to just love people where they were. And it was it was so comfortable. And now I'm thinking about it. I'm like, man, like I had so much fun talking to those people. And it was complete transparency. And it was so freeing just to hear people that were where they were and just gave me their heart in a sense that they felt they can just tell me what was going on and not feel like there were walls put up. Especially when I said, I I love the Lord because there were people holding signs saying, Oh, you're going to hell because Mm -hmm. you're not wearing clothes or uh, you're drinking or the gay bars, whatever. But I was like, even in the middle of that, Mm -hmm. they were like, no, I want to hear what you have to say because you said that you just love me right where I am. Like, Mm -hmm. what does that stem from? So I guess it, it was really cool just talking to people from mm. from that foundation. So, and Nick, we'll start off with you with this. How would you say that um, the trip to Mardi Gras had personally impacted you um, with evangelizing, just in general? How did it impact you? Yeah, I think my heart is always for people who um, don't know God or who don't have what I have. Mm -hmm. So if that be homeless people or people in the secular world, partiers, anything like that, like I've always been driven to reach those people because that's, that's where I came from. Mm -hmm. I think a lot of times like uh, the branches that we grew on tend to be tied to the same tree that other people are growing from. So I think that that's sometimes where we are then led back to or those same people. And I knew I had a heart for people who were far from God 
but I didn't realize how much of a heart I actually had for those people till I was literally talking to, I guess the world would say the worst of the worst. Mm. And it kind of solidified in me, man, I love these people. Mm -hmm. I love these people more than really anything. Would you say that, um, it made it so much easier. It makes it so much easier to evangelize people here in Ohio compared to Mardi Gras. Cause I mean, as you said it, like you're dealing with some people that have carry some major, major baggage. Um, you know, for a lot of people that never really evangelized until Mardi Gras, would you say that coming back to Ohio, it's like a, a piece of cake per se? Yeah, I, I'd say it definitely builds a confidence in you that challenges you because when you're in Mardi Gras, you're literally in the worst of it, I guess mm. you can say. And then when you come here, you're like, man, what's stopping me from talking to the homeless person on the street when I was literally praying for four or five different homeless people on the same block? Yeah. And I felt completely fine. It's like, I guess sometimes we get in the way of doing God's work. Mm. And I guess the prayer I've been learning to pray, I talked to you in the first podcast, was like, God, get me out of my own way. Mm. But I guess going to Mardi Gras made me realize the conversations wouldn't have happened if I stayed in my way. So me getting out of the way made room for the Holy Spirit to intervene. And that's where conversations happen. So I totally think it'd be way easier to have conversation and, and e ability to evangelize with people on the streets here than anywhere because mm. you were around people that were, the world would say, pretty messy. I'll tell you what, I'm, I'm very envious of, of you three because um, I know when you two came home, the day you guys got back from New Orleans, like I just saw the fire that was in you guys. You guys had all these funny stories, you know, you guys are still cracking all these inside jokes, like get in your skull, you know, with Dave. Um, but man, it's, it's awesome to see what God has done um, to all of you and through you all and making the impact for the kingdom. So I, I do have uh, one more question. Um, and that's what would you tell and this is for all three of you, what would you tell someone that has not, gone to Mardi Gras, what would you tell them if they were thinking about it? They were on the fence. What would you say to them? I would say go, go in a heartbeat. Just go. It's crazy down there, but the way you see God move, it's such an awesome experience. I know for me personally, it was a huge confidence booster mm -hmm. being introverted, but it changed me physically mm -hmm. and my mentality and spiritually because mm -hmm. it made me realize you don't have to go overseas to find and help others mm -hmm. you can just go right in your backyard absolutely absolutely and sam how about you yeah so kind of going back to what you and nick were just talking about of like um it just really prepares you um in street evangelism they did a lot of training and prepping before you go out there and just like um that was the first time that i had ever actually done street evangelism mm -hmm. and i think um, it definitely stretched me. It definitely pushed me out of my comfort zone. But after doing it, especially in a place like Mardi Gras, you um, it just gives you a sense of confidence, sure. you know, especially with bringing that back home. And that was something that they really pushed to is just like, don't let this um, end in Mardi Gras. Like mm -hmm. you need to have a, a passion and a love for your own city right where you're at, because that's where. God has placed you. Mm -hmm. So I definitely think it's it's worth your while to go. Absolutely. I mean, we come to the realization that, you know, as you guys have seen in a, in a big ways that we live in a, in a very broken world. And there's so many right. people that are just getting themselves drunk and doing all these drugs just to medicate themselves, just to feel good, you know, trying to feel good. And um, they're seeking something. They want that more, but they just don't know what that more is. 
And uh, it was through you guys that um, the more was was showed to them through Jesus. So I commend you guys for for going and doing that. Um, and what a journey it was. I know I think about that trip every day and I didn't even go. I just think, wow, like God used them in such a big, powerful, mighty way. Um, and not just you three, but like others that went through SCU and OSOM, like all of you came back saying like, this was like a trip of a lifetime, you know? And it wasn't even about you. It was, you were going, you, you put down payments to go reach others, you know, like you financially sacrificed as well for this. Um, so that I think that is just truly, truly amazing. So thank you guys for for doing the Lord's work and man, continue to do what you're doing because God's using you, you all in mighty, mighty ways. So I want to thank you three for coming on the show today. Thank you, Nick. Thank yeah, you, Kyle. No thank you, Sam. Thank you. You guys killed it today. And I want to thank you guys for listening to today's show, our fifth episode already. How about that? Um, we're on Spotify. We're on Anchor. We're on Google Cast. We're on Apple Podcasts, you name it. I think like five other platforms. So once again, thank you guys for being on the show. And we'll be back with another podcast next week. Take it easy, guys. Peace.